We're broadcasting from the furthest reaches of space. Welcome to Trivia Escape Pod. I'm your host, Daniel Spencer. And I'm Ross White. We are back in space. We are still trying to find our podcast, Spock, but we're glad to be back on the journey. And in the meantime, we've got trivia questions about 90s music, time travel, and public debt. We'll be asking trivia questions in four rounds to test your knowledge and occasionally your creative thinking. This week's theme song was Wanderer Take Two by Admiral Bob. You can get a link to that in our show notes. But we're still on the lookout for a permanent theme song. So, friends, if you've got music just lying around that you've created during the pandemic on your harpsichord or on your jaw harp or on your auto harp, any harp related music, we want it for our theme song. And you know what? I would I would probably pay money for a zither based theme song. Ooh, theremin. Yes. Theremin as well. Combine the two. Give me a theremin and zither based theme song and good lord i will have a heart attack out of excitement or just like literally merge the two instruments and have a zitherman and send us a song from a zitherman i would die a zitherman sounds like a character in minecraft i know i'm minecraft obsessed you're you're very on the minecraft right now i am I'm watching streams. I have no frame of reference for it. No, it's one of the few things that I can get on the pod. We obviously have no Netflix coming in from Earth, no Hulu, but I can get a little bit of Twitch. And so I've been watching Minecraft streams, which I assume is the only thing being streamed because that's all I can get from the pod. That makes sense. Uh, I'm pretty sure back on Earth, like everything is probably just turned Minecraft It's a reasonable thing to think about. Daniel, this was your first week in one of our stasis beds. I understand it's really disorienting when you first wake up from the sort of chemically induced space sleep that engineer Rachel puts us into each week. It's extremely disorienting, especially because I was having one of those like very realistic dreams where it's like it doesn't make sense, but it feels so real. I was a pastrami sandwich. Were you being eaten? No, no, actually. I was judging a pie eating contest as a pastrami sandwich. Okay, I want to I want to understand the mechanics of this. Did you have a mouth or eyes in with, to take in the input of the pie eating contest and to declare the winner? I had eyes. I did not have a mouth, but I did have arms and was able to point towards the winner. Were the arms made of pastrami or bread? Pickles. (laughs) You have to be really careful about saying things like that out loud because you know that engineer Rachel will sometimes try to prank us while we sleep by changing our DNA. You may wake up with pickle arms for your next episode. my, My DNA has been so messed with throughout the entirety of my experience with this pod. So it would just be, you know, run of the mill at this point. I've been a cat. I've been a can of soda. Like, eh, what? what's a couple of pickle arms? You're you're basically a character from Wet Hot American Summer just waiting to happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, if only if only I had that amazing voice. Right. I would kill to be the voice of Archer, of Bob and of a can of vegetables. Be Wait, amazing. was he a can of vegetables? I think he was a can of something. He was a can of something. He could voice the pastrami sandwich of your dreams. Oh, boy, that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. Wouldn't it be fun to be able to just drop that voice into any situation at all? Oh, it's the dream. It's the dream. Not the dream that I had, but just it's the it's the American dream is to have John Benjamin's voice. No, I just think it, I think it would be really cool if like if your superpower was at any moment you could change someone's voice so that whatever they were going to say, it's John Benjamin's voice is what came out. So you could you could have like somebody's like, yeah, we're next up. We've got Miley Cyrus coming on <laughs> and like she's, she's <laughs> mid interview and they ask her a question and then boom, it's John Benjamin. But like she didn't know it was going to happen. So you just like see the look of terror on her face. Oh, that would be incredible. Ross, how's how's your week been with like a full group? 
Yeah, it's weird. Okay, so uh, the pod for a long time had just two stasis beds, but of course now we have Blythe on board. We've got Daniel here with us. We've got Allie. Blythe and Allie are, as as we can see, sleeping in their stasis beds. And I, I won't lie, it's it's weird to be awake while they're sleeping. It's It's creepy. I'm having flashbacks to that terrible movie Passengers with Chris Pratt. I'm not going to wake them up. Good call. That would be awful. And engineer Rachel loves to to do a little bit of pranking. And I noticed that though I'm just sitting in bed and haven't gotten up to walk around, I noticed that I, I have fully functioning legs again, which makes me think that perhaps those noodle legs that I had on Asteroid Q were just a prank and she could have restored my legs at any time. I think that's absolutely the case. So basically, we're in a situation where Engineer Rachel chose to cart me around in a backpack for over a year as a prank, to which I say, well done. <laughs> Daniel, it it looks like we've got something on radar. But, oh, huh. It looks like maybe someone else is floating through space in an escape pod. Um. Hold on, I'm going to I'm going to perform a docking maneuver here. I'm going to analyze the passenger manifest. Opening the airlock. Our guest today is a podcaster from Virginia. He does by the minute podcasts with his friend Aaron, a music podcast with his friend Daniel called Frankenstein's Jukebox, and a scene-by-scene chronological podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe with his friend Colin called Timeline Scavengers. He also does several more podcasts. The last time he was on a trivia show, he got third also known as Last Place, in a Simpsons trivia quiz as part of a talent show in high school. Please welcome James Anderson. Oh, uh, hi. Hey, um, is where am I? What, what is going on? You're aboard the Trivia Escape Pod. We are trying to get back to Earth after a sort of unspecified cataclysm. You're floating in space in an escape pod, too, or have you escaped something? Uh I'm just really, I'm really confused. So I was hungry. I got in my car, drove down to my favorite deli, Zitherman's Deli out on third. And I was having a hankering for a pastrami sandwich and I got into a line, the line, they, it looked like a coffin. And I was like, all right, I mean, it's worth it. And they closed it. And then now I'm here and I'm not really sure what the line situation is like um it's been getting more popular ever since the neighborhood's been getting more uh you know on the news so do are you guys in line or like what we have got some terrible news for you oh boy i'm so sorry we're not in line because we're not on earth oh wow in fact earth is not even on our long range scanners it's it's absolutely like nowhere near Oh, James, oh. what year do you think it is? Um, tw- 2019. What? Oh, oh, oh no, boy. James. Oh, bud. I Well, okay. Actually, we have also some very good news for you. Yes. Because Zitherman's Deli, I think, did you a solid. You skipped a hell of a year. <laughs> I I mean, I, I guess, but I also skipped a pastrami sandwich and I just, the pickles on that thing are just out of this world. And I just, um, I'm. I mean, I guess it's I guess it's I guess it's fine. What what year is it actually? Our reports indicate that it's 2021. Mm, OK, they might still be open. Daniel, I just heard James's stomach rumble and you turned white as a sheet. I mean, I'm a little worried. I'm going to be honest. Do we have phasers or anything in case anyone tries to eat me? Why or like a napkin or like a paper towel or paper plate or something? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that we can make out of the replicator. Well, hold on a minute. Great. What? He just wanted a napkin or paper towel. I assume that's, you know, to wipe the sweat from his brow or something, right? Put some kettle chips maybe on the side. Uh, oh, yeah, that's it, no problem. Here you go. Great. <clears throat> great. Ooh, these are these are very good. These are, you make these here? Yeah, these these food replicators pretty much make whatever oh. we want. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. yeah, we've we've been using it exclusively to make puppet meat uh, since we've been back in space. Oh, sure. Meat puppets. Yeah, we didn't like taste for it. It's a long story. We we really, really miss the the puppet meat that we could get back on Asteroid Q uh, mm. or Sesame Asteroid or whatever you wanted to call it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we've been trying to, to replicate that a little bit. So, James, you do a ton of podcasts. Uh, mm. You do you even mm. do one with someone named Daniel, which is funny because there's a Daniel aboard this pod. Um, oh. So. You know what? Tell us a little bit about uh, one of the podcasts that you're working on right now that you're super excited about. 
Sure. Um, well, the, um, the podcast I do with my friend Daniel is called Frankenstein's Jukebox. We each pick a song from a year and then we discuss the song and pick out three things that we like from the song and then sort of <laughs> sweep the rest of the song into the trash can. And with those six things, those six aspects, we come up with a new song uh, that has all those aspects uh, to it and write it and make it. Daniel is a very talented musician and uh, I ride those coattails. So now for this podcast, would you ever consider taking requests for a song element? Cause I'll be honest. Yeah. I want, I want a whole like six minute mix of just Nelly Furtado yelling remix at the beginning of get your freak on. See, but like, thing- I don't need the freaking to be gotten on. I just need right. the remix. I, what I love about that is is the idea of a remix on an original song, just calling it a remix, and then people spend their entire lives trying to track down the original mix, but that is the original mix, and, uh, you know, just really ruin people's lives. I think that's good. I think that's good. I mean, oh not... Call the song yeah, remix, no, parentheses, remix. Yeah, the re- yes. remix one. Yeah. Remix, original mix, maybe. <laughs> Remix, original mix, remix <laughs> by Nelly Furtado featuring Nelly Furtado. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that may be already a thing, though. Actually, I think that that was a B-side. So Yeah, probably. You're probably just remembering that. It's probably just deep in the recesses of your Nelly Furtado uh, memory banks. That's probably true. I've heard her like a birds if uh, if I, if all the rumors are true. Those those rumors are true. What's funny is, does Nelly Furtado still exist or is she merely a shared delusion that we all remember, but no one can prove? As with all things, it's a little bit of both. I've heard um, Schrodinger's Nelly Furtado says that at any one time, Nelly Furtado both exists and doesn't exist. So, yes, actually, the answer is yes. Do you ever get a box in the mail and think, I can't open this box because if yeah. I open this box, Nelly Furtado might be dead. Right. And it's 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 hard because it's like you say her name and it's just I don't. Is, is it a recording that you hear answering back? Is it her? How did she get into the box? How do we get her out of the box? Can I sell the box? Can I can I sell the box? You know, with, on Box Bay, you can sell pretty much any box. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a real conundrum. It's a real conundrum. Could we make more hits with Nelly Furtado if we got her out of the box? Or is it a sort of a box only discography from here on out? A box set, if you will. A box set. Yeah, it's perfect. (laughs) Well, on that note, James, it looks like it's time for us to do a little bit of trivia. And here are the rules. Our escape pod is hooked up to an AI powered set of intelligence scanners that will give you points for each answer you get right. But the AI seems to have a sense of humor. In addition to correct answers, it now seems to be giving points for answers that are so wrong that they make us laugh. We'll ask all the questions for a round to give our listeners some time to think about their own answers and then we'll check Check in with you to see how you did. Points power the pod. So the better you do, the longer we'll be able to operate our life support systems. No pressure, but we could die. Oh, yeah, but but no okay. pressure. No, Great. no real pressure. You know, it needs some pressure because then the air needs to. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fair. It's 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 pressurized. Oh, OK, pressure. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. OK, yeah. The pressure has round been under pressure. one is a general knowledge round. So we'll test your knowledge of all sorts of things. And Daniel's got question number one for you. All right. Question number one. What is the internet term that might describe Ken Bone, Doja Cat, or a person or character on social media that appears to be endearing at first, but is found to have an unappealing backstory? I remember Ken Bone mania. Like me too. And I did not understand one question. That. She just had a very, very recognizable, iconic red shirt. Or was it? A, it was a pullover. It was like a fleece pullover. Well, Ken Bone likes to stay warm. That's all I know. And I don't blame him. It's nice to be warm. James, question number two is a four-part question. I'll give you an airport code. You tell me which city that airport is in. So here they are. Uh, and I'll number these as uh, 2A through D. So 2A, the code is IAD. 2B, the code is ANC. 2C, the code is MDW, and 2D, the code is CUN. And our intelligence scanner is telling me not all of these are in the U.S. So you may have to you may have to think global while you act local or answer questions local. 
And, you know, I think that there's a real challenge of thinking globally when you're not even on the globe anymore. What would our airport code be for this sector of space? I mean, if I if I had to give it one, it would be uh, probably just DRK. Who? Because it's just it's real dark out here right now. I think I would have gone with FKD. OK. All right. Yeah. Because when you're this far out, you are fucked. <laughs> yeah. You know. That's your you you got a point. You got a point. When you're right, you're right. Uh, moving on to question three, which is also a four part question. Again, labeled three A through D. I'll name a space traveling character. You tell me the planet or other celestial body they were sent to. So three A, Mark Watney. Watney? Watney? It's, I think it's Watney. I think Watney. Three B, Sam Bell. Three C, John Carter. And 3D, Dr. Chris Kelvin. So is the insinuation from the AI that the other three did not have doctorates? I think that is, that is yeah, the insinuation there. I'm certain that Mark Watney had a doctorate. I think that's safe he to definitely assume. definitely had a PhD yeah. in like horticulture or astrobiology or something like that. Survival. Had to. Had to. You get PhDs in survival, right? PhDs in kick-assology. Yeah. That's that's the ticket I'm right there. Pretty sure John Carter had one of those. The movie did not. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> oh my! Number four, James. The weekend's song "Earned It" was a hit after appearing on the soundtrack for which movie? And you know, here's the thing about Trivia Escape Pod that you need to know, James. If we're going to ask about a movie, you know it was a good movie. Question number five. This is a five-part question. So buckle in. So many parts. Look at all these parts. It's like a Frank Perdue commercial. I'll name a primary setting for an HBO show. You tell me what the show is. 5A, a funeral home. 5B, an interplanetary cruise ship. 5C, a middle school in Shelby, North Carolina. 5D, 1870s South Dakota. And 5E, Oswald State Correctional Facility. Gotta love that. HBO. Oh, yeah. They make that prestige television. That's right. It's not It's not television. It's HBO. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. HBO, yeah. <laughs> You're their new marketing department. I mean, that's, that's gold right there. It's gold. Absolute so, gold. How have they never done that? That should just be the sound instead of the, you know, the channel static sound that they play before all of their originals. It should just be like HP. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Number six, James. In 2018, ISIS had been pushed back enough that train service could resume from Fallujah to which capital city in the Middle East? That was a that was a right turn. Question that was why. that was a that was a wow AI you you good AI you good I, you know I guess this truly is general knowledge so James let's check in with you and find out your answers to our first round question number one what is the internet term that might describe Ken Bone Doja Cat or a person or character on social media that appears to be endearing at first but is found to have an unappealing backstory. Right. Um, I put the original Broadway cast of Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> is that... Have you looked into them? <laughs> I mean, good. it's, it's Actual pirates is all I'm saying. Actual pirates. Our AI is telling us that you did get 25 points for that answer. The correct term that it was looking for was milkshake duck. That's another. Yeah, that was one yeah. of the that was the lead. It, <laughs> it counts. I think it counts. Yeah, for, for sure. A question number two. I'll give you an airport code. You tell me which city it is. First one, IAD. That is uh, the airport closest to where I used to live, which is called Dullis. Yeah, that or is correct. You would have taken Washington, D.C. for that, even oh, though okay. Dulles is, you know, it's that's it's the sure. city it serves. It yeah. knows where yeah. Dulles is. Absolutely. Is it in its own city? Its own Actually, I think it is Dulles, Virginia. <laughs> it might be. Oh, look, you just got points. Yay. Well, the same ones you got yeah. for saying Dulles. <laughs> oh, OK, cool, cool. Yeah. I thought they looked yeah. familiar. Points are points are points. So question uh, for 2B, we have ANC. I put Anchorage, Alaska. That is correct. It's Anchorage, Alaska. Well nice. done. Most anchors per capita. 
most anchors per capita per capital to see mdw this was a tough one but then i remembered it is musician don was his personal airport <laughs> that is where he walks the dinosaur it yep. is indeed it's it's so close it's actually uh chicago it's uh mm. midway midway right right yep. right halfway between here and don was his apartment that's right and so then 2d c-u-n i put connecticut i think i think that's right yeah uh the it's, first two it's, first three letters of connecticut i thought um, you were gonna say i put connecticut but that's not a city <laughs> uh it's a very it's a city-sized state so i figured they get one so true. everybody gets one very close basically the same thing the correct answer was cancun yeah 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 <laughs> they call connecticut cancun <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> which is a brilliant marketing strategy for Cancun because <laughs> all the people in Connecticut are like, I need a vacation yeah. going somewhere sunny. <laughs> James question number three, I name a space traveling character. You tell me the planet or other celestial body they were sent to three a is Dr. Mark Watney. Okay. Uh, I put Mars. That is correct. That's from the Martian three B Sam bell uh, for this one. I also put Mars. That is Earth's moon in the mm. movie Moon. Isn't Mars kind of like Earth's moon, though? Moon is, I think, a movie that needs to be talked about more. It was phenomenal. So good and done with so little, uh, I mean, a little bit of special effects, but it's it's all just, what is that dude's name? Sam, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell just acting the hell out of it. He's great. Oh, I love <laughs> Sam Rockwell to death. 3C, John Carter. Uh, I put Mars for that one. That is correct. Uh, we also would have taken Poop Town. Mm. And 3D, Dr. Chris Kelvin. For this one, I put East Mars. That is, that's the rough side of Mars. <laughs> yeah. We were looking for Solaris. Mm. It's in West Mars. Dang it. Okay. Yeah. So close. So close. Question number four. The weekend song Earned It was a hit after appearing on the soundtrack for which movie? Uh, the answer to that is 49. No, hold on. 50 Shades of Grey. That is correct. 50 Shades of Grey. Well the f- done. The 50th in that series, uh, more popular than the rest, uh, it turned out. One Shade of Grey. It was a rough one. <laughs> Number five. I'll name a primary setting for an HBO show. You tell me the show. 5A is a funeral home. That is six feet under. That is correct for 50 points. 5B, an interplanetary cruise ship. That is Space Love Boat. <laughs> that is a show I would watch. I would uh, watch Space Love Boat. The answer there was so Avenue 5. Mm, that makes 5C, no sense. Okay. A middle school in Shelby, North Carolina. I put Degrassi colon Carolina. Another show I would watch. That would be prestige television. That would be. We were looking for Eastbound and Down. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. 5D is 1870s South Dakota. I put Deadwood for that one. Deadwood is correct. Another 50 points to your tally. And Oswald State Correctional Facility is 5E. That would be Oz. That is correct. I must admit, I've never seen Oz, but I always assumed it was filmed at Frank Oz's mansion. Fun fact, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Question number six. Uh, In 2018, ISIS had been pushed back enough that train service could resume from Fallujah to which capital city in the Middle East? Oh, Middle East. I put Hartford, Connecticut. I thought you said East, just the East. (laughs) You are deeply Connecticut obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that is, I'm guessing that's not correct. It's it's not. It was Mm. Baghdad. Mm, Baghdad was the answer we were looking for. A city that's in much Hartford, better shape than Hartford, Connecticut. Yes. <laughs> James, at the end of one round, our AI is telling us that your score is 425 big points. Nice. Well, well done. Thanks. You're doing a great job. Let's um, let's move on to our theme round, shall we? Our theme round for, uh, for this week is 90s music. So the question there, James, is uh, how, how well do you know 90s music? How do you feel about that? Well, as, as it happens, fairly okay. Fairly okay. The 90s is tough, though, because there are like three decades, three different 
times of 90s music that that can be drawn from and you know like 90 to 92 93 to 97 and 98 to 99 Uh, i have to admit when i think about 90s music i basically just think pre-hansen and post-hansen pre-hansen they were were game changers i agree yeah but post-hansen music all music is terrible after hansen they Mm. they ruined it for everyone I look at 90s music as pre and post Smooth mm. by Santana featuring Rob Thomas. That 2000 single? Shush. Okay. We don't need to, we don't need to fact check. <laughs> <laughs> James, here's question number one. Which 90s TV star and teen heartthrob known for saying, whoa, also released an eponymous album in 1993 featuring the song, Nothing My Love Can't Fix? I always find the whole like teen heartthrob actor releasing an album thing to just be like chef's kiss. It's mm. it's always something special and always for a different reason. <laughs> is there is there a teen star or really any star now that we think that person should have an album? Zach Efron. Mm. Uh, obviously I, not a teen anymore, but when he was I think he should have had a solo album that was not just High School Musical. Feels like it could still happen. Like a Michael Buble cover album? Yes. But like only covers of Michael Buble's covers of Croon. Right, songs. sure, of course. That, that, yeah, that's right. Zach Bublefron. Zach Bublefron, for sure. Question number two. Name all five Backstreet Boys. I, You know, James, if you can do it, you get points, and that's wonderful. But if you can't do it, you will still have your self-respect. No no one would hate on somebody who could not name all the Backstreet Boys. Maybe. I know that, that James had mentioned his by-the-minute podcast co-host, Aaron, who I don't know why I feel this way, but I just feel like maybe there might be some shade thrown if, if this question were missed. Well, here's number three. Answer these questions about celebrity shade. 3A, who threw her makeup at Madonna during the 1995 MTV VMAs? It's a very specific form of shade, throwing makeup. 3B, which country singer beefed with Hillary Clinton when Hillary said, I'm not sitting here, some little woman standing by my man? 3C, Biggie and Tupac had serious beef. Which of them died first, Biggie or Tupac? And for some bonus points, which producer worked with both of them, then became a rap star in his own right? You just sort of you did that sort of handshake that says, yeah, maybe sort of kind of. Are you disputing the rap starness? He's popular songs were made for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's that just sounds like the American government denying his existence outright. (laughs) Popular songs were made. (laughs) Question number four is a five part question. We'll give you a hit from the 90s. You tell us the one hit wonder that made it. For a closing time, every new trivia question comes from some other trivia questions end. <laughs> For B, she's so high. For C, breakfast at Tiffany's. For D, whoop, there it is. Which is remixed in an incredible Geico commercial these days. It is, and it just gets stuck in your head. Sprinkles. So easily. <laughs> I love the lady who's dancing with them, though. Oh, my God. She's great. Like, sign her up for a feature film. She's the best actress in the world. And 4E, Life is a Highway. Breakfast at Tiffany's is one of those songs that seems like it's a sweet romantic song. And then you listen to the like, you really look at the lyrics and realize this is not this is not romance. I've never carefully listened to the lyrics. What is the subtext of the song? Basically, they're having the the two romantic people in the song are having some issues. They don't feel like they have a whole lot in common. The world has come between them. The world has come between them. And so their lives have come between them, actually. Sorry. It's fair. And so they're like, you know what? What about what about that movie Breakfast at Tiffany's? And they're like, yeah, I think I remember that movie. And they're like, I think we both kind of liked it. That's one thing we've got in common. Let's stay together. That's not, that's not, that's not a thing. Don't do that. Do they say let's stay together? No, they'd say this one thing we've got. Yeah. So maybe they don't stay together. Maybe they just find some commonalities and then break up. It's possible. You know how you know whether or not they stayed together? 
does Al Green come on next on the album? Yes, actually. The next song is without a doubt Al Green. Well, then if Spectrum, it's let's stay it together. would make sense for Al Green to come first, but it's fine. <laughs> Al, Al Green always comes first. Indigo Girls would come after this one. So <laughs> then Deep Purple. Here's number five for you, James. <laughs> <laughs> Which album with an all-black cover was, by many tallies, the best-selling album of the 90s, barely edging out Shania Twain's Come On Over? And and I think by the tallies there are looking at sales that occurred during the 90s. I'm not 100% sure. Because after I do know that after 1999, you were prohibited from buying a copy of Shania Twain's Come On Over. It was made illegal. No one told most of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Question number six is a four-part question. I'll name a member of a 90s band. You tell us the band. 6A, Darius Rucker. 6B, Scott Stapp. 6C, Rob Thomas. The band is Santana. No, wait, no. (laughs) Maybe. We'll find out. It's not a 90s band. And 6D, (laughs) Lisa Lefty Lopez. And that's going to do it for our theme round. I think maybe it's time to check in and see what uh, what your answers were. Let's start off at the top with question number one. Which 90s TV star and teen heartthrob, known for saying, whoa, also released an eponymous album in 1993 featuring the song, Nothing My Love Can't Fix? Well, I think this would have been a more appropriate uh, question to ask at six. Uh, that's a Blossom reference, but Joey Lawrence. <laughs> Joy Lawrence is correct. Number two, name all five Backstreet Boys. Uh, that'd be Kevin, AJ, Brian, Howie, and Nick. That is correct. All right. Very well done. That's 250 points that you just picked up. <laughs> well that done. Knowledge. Thank you. Question number three, answer these questions about celebrity shade. 3A, who threw her makeup at Madonna during the 1995 MTV VMAs? I don't think this is... Oh, is it Courtney Love? It was Courtney Love, yes! Wow! Thanks, Brain! I put share on my paper, but I just remembered it's Courtney Love had that beef with Madonna. Thanks, 90s! (laughs) (laughs) Great, great recovery there. Well done. 3B, which country singer beefed with Hillary Clinton when Clinton said, I'm not sitting here, some little woman standing by my man. Okay, I tried to think of who sang Stand By Your Man, and I I couldn't. I put Loretta Lynn, but I don't think that that's correct. You are correct that that is not correct. Great. Uh, it was Tammy Wynette. Dang it, dang it, stupid Tammy. I had that. In my head, my brain was like, no, it's Tammy Wynette. And I was like, I don't think so, thinking that I was thinking of the Judds. So country music, rough, rough. Rough indeed. And 3C, Biggie and Tupac had serious beef. Which of the two died first? And which producer worked with both of them, then became a rap star in his own right? I think one of them died as a result of the other one of them dying. And I think Tupac died first. That is correct. Tupac did die first. And then the bonus question is, well, it's hard to know which, uh, which name to pick. But I believe it would be Puff Daddy, Sean Puffy Combs. Uh, that is correct. It is Sean Puffy Combs, also yes, known as Puff Daddy. Made. Or P. P. Diddy. Diddy. Yeah, just Diddy. There's so many different ways to get that question right. Shawnee C, which was not popular and was quickly abandoned. <laughs> Sean Colvin, which was, turns out, another <laughs> 90s musician. So... I would kind of love for a Sean Colvin remix by Pete. Sonny came home. Uh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. There, you got it. Uh, that was everything I hoped it would be and not announce more. She came home, y'all. <laughs> Number four, we'll give you a hit from the 90s. You tell us the name of the one hit wonder that made it 4A was Closing Time. That would be Semisonic, and it is a shame that they are considered a one hit wonder. I know, because Fascinating New Thing was a wonderful song. Absolutely. Secret Smile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I liked that band. 4B was She's So High. (laughs) That would be classic rock legacy Tal Bachman, who was the son of Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive. I did not realize that. 4C, Breakfast at Tiffany's. That would be Deep Blue 
something. Um. <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> it is deeply something. 4D. Whoop. There it is. Uh, it's, it's nice to have these throwbacks and to see Tag Team back again. There was also another uh, version of Whoop. There it is by another group that didn't make it as big that released Whoop. There it is before that and there was a a big thing about who got to have this song whoop there it is yeah you're right oh god who was that i don't and i think that it came down to tag team calling their song whoop with an m there it is and an mm-hmm. exclamation point yeah so they're the one that people remember and then the other one is lost to history lost to time yeah it doesn't even exist anymore nope it's just a shared delusion oh so it was nelly Furtado who recorded oh, that yeah. okay good <laughs> Right, right, right. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. She's just 4E, like life is a highway. Um, at first I had John Cochran, and then I remembered it's Tom Cochran. Is Tom Cochran. Indeed. Very well done. Question number Thanks. five. Which album within all black cover was, by many tallies, the best-selling album of the 90s? Barely edging out Shania Twain's Come On Over. What's funny is the original of this was all black with a little outline of a snake in a different texture. But then in future releases, they made that snake like kind of a gray. So you knew it was there. That is Metallica's Black Album or Metallica Metallica. If you if you're going to be, you know, pedantic about it. And we will. Our AI is always pedantic about everything. (laughs) But that's where the AI and pedantic. Our last question of the round is number six. We name a member of a 90s band. You tell us the band. 6A was Darius Rucker. Of course, that is Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. Correct. (laughs) 6B, Scott Stapp. That would be Creed. Also correct. 6C, Rob Thomas. Matchbox 20. Uh, Yeah, we apparently also would have taken Party Down or Veronica Mars. And 6D, Lisa (laughs) Lopez. Sorry. I'm glad that amused you. <laughs> it was a slow burn, but it was also a quick burn. Uh, for that one, I had TLC. TLC is correct. And that, James, is the end of the round. You have got 1,375 points mm. on the backs of the Backstreet Boys. And, you know, 1,000 points powers the pods, the life support systems for another week. If somehow, which I, I don't even think is possible, but if somehow we get to 2,000 points, that might be enough to propel us into a new sector of space. Ooh, that's very, very exciting. New sector. Who dis? Yeah. With that, I think maybe it's time for a short break. Um, but with the points you've amassed so far, we have restored power to our Twitter and our Instagram. And you can follow us on both at Trivia Escape Pod. And if you come to our live shows, you'll get a hint for the week if you follow us there. So we'll be right back. Like, you know, right back. Like literally 12 seconds of a song and we'll be back. We're back with more Trivia Escape Pod. Friends, if you like the show, help us out by leaving a review or telling a friend to subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. You can just check us out on TriviaEscapePod.com. And every review matters for a little podcast like ours. So if you like what you're hearing, give us a shout. Please, please, please. We would be so grateful. We're back with James. Hey. Unfortunately, James, during our break, our AI started beeping and chirping and making a, a not very joyful noise about something you did. You behaved badly, James. Okay. I can't imagine that that could possibly be the case, but. Well, uh, you had mentioned that Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas came out in 2000. Our AI has done some. Done, done some research and found out it actually came out in June of 1999. So it is still a 90s song. <laughs> I just want, James, you can't I just wanted to look like smart. That. I just wanted to look smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, the AI has knocked you back. You now have 1,325 points. 
That was anything but smooth, James. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And with that pun, you're back up to 1375, according to the AI. (laughs) Nicely done. It's time for our movie round. Uh, Look, we're trapped in deep space, and Blythe, Allie, Rach, Daniel, and I have so few ways to entertain ourselves. I mentioned we don't get Netflix or Hulu out here. So what we have to do is we have to write our own screenplays. And we've gotten really pretty good at it. Uh, Daniel and I spent like the whole weekend writing movies. And look, I'll be honest. uh, Daniel and I are are really interested in the physics of a movie. But here's how the round is going to work. And then we'll talk about the physics. The way that we write our movies, because... You know, we need to perform for our crewmates a lot. They require constant stimulation in terms of, you know, the the cinematic. And so just to kind of get through it, we'll often cheat a little bit. We'll take an existing hit movie. We'll change one letter in the title and then we'll write a new plot based on that title. And Daniel and I have written a lot, but the AI has actually written even more of these. And the AI today has 10 new movies for you. I think the AI has outdone itself particularly this time. I would agree. I would agree. So here's an example of a movie that we've written in the past. The plot often sort of contains an element or a shade of the original movie. So here's here's an example. A hiker gets his arm caught in a climbing accident. So he goes to a bar for a tremendous number of beers. And that's 127 pours instead of 127 hours. So you would just change one letter. Now, Daniel and I spent the weekend writing all these movies about time travel, and we thought we had good ones. But then the AI was like, oh, I'll show you. So we're going to give you the plots of 10 movies. And at the end of the round, we'll see how many of those uh, you could name the title of. Uh, We don't want the original movie. We want the movie that that the AI wrote. So we'll go ahead and kick it off with question number one of our movie round. Dudes at a ski resort travel back to a fateful night when they were younger and were really into a bear. That's a good looking bear. It's a good looking bear. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real good looking bear. Here's the plot of the AI's second movie, James. The mob sends a man's future self back to the past to take a dump. Oh, really? No. AI? All right. Well, maybe I'm going to walk back what I said about the AI outdoing itself. Yeah. Why would you yeah. send a man's future self back to the past for such a purpose if you were the mob? Wouldn't you want to, like, get rid of him? You'd think so. But yeah. question number three, at the age of 21, Tim discovers he can change what happens and has happened in his own life by adding some fruit to his beer. I got nothing to say about that one. Here's plot number four, James. A mutant team tries to avoid the destruction of both mutant kind and humankind by sending some potato chips through time. If I could send potato chips through time, I would send Casey Masterpiece barbecue potato chips to today because you can't find them anymore. They're not Casey Masterpiece anymore. It's just barbecue potato chips and they're not the same. I think I would send pickle chips to my childhood. Why would you do such a horrible thing to yourself as a child? Oh, I like pickle chips. I know you do. I do. You mm. you keep generating chips them at the and pickles. Mm. God, I have kind of a hankering now too. Oh no. Oh yeah. no, it's going to smell like pickles. Uh, At least I'm going to be asleep for most of it. Uh, Question number five. A world-class playboy and part-time secret agent from the 1960s is scared of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Plot number six. A time-traveling DeLorean sends a 17-year-old surgeon through time to close up his surgery. I do. I love a good time travel movie. Me too. There's so many. It's just it's great. It's always great. You know, the time travel movies I really like are the ones that they start with a minute and then they go like right directly to the next minute. And then the one right after that. And then the one right after that. And you're like, wow, I am really traveling through time with these characters. Yeah, it's 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 that, you know, traveling through time in real time 
that just really adds a, an air of realism to the movie. It's great. It's just it's not ever done though. I mean, it's rare that it's you so see rare. like characters just moving forward in time. Uh, question number seven: A man who blacks out during significant life events reads his journal and assumes a pretentious accent as he does so. Oh, does he become British? Even though he's he's like spent two weeks in Britain, probably, probably, yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Just really makes it just his whole personality. Yeah. Number eight, two San Dimas High seniors have a bogus time when they take a medicine that forces worms out of their digestive tracts. I, I got to admit, like, th this is a one where a single letter has been changed and... I would not have recognized the word it was changed to. Agreed. Uh, and again, AI. Oh, bo oh boy. Oh, boy. You're making some choices here. Question number nine. In a future world devastated by disease, a convict is sent back in time to gather information about the man-made virus that wiped out a dozen white people. And finally, plot number 10. A soldier fighting aliens gets to relive the same day over and over again with the day restarting every time he gets nervous, tense or irritable. If my day restarted any time I got nervous, tense or irritable, I it would just it would be every time I wake up. We, would it's you like, ever make it to coffee? Ever? I wouldn't. I wouldn't because it's just like I'm I'm nervous about the work day, I'm tense about the work day, and I'm irritable about the work day. But I guess now, now that I'm here on this on this escape pod, maybe it's maybe it's a little nicer. Well, you're only going to have to wake up once a week, and the work is asking trivia questions. See, then it, now I'm going to make it to coffee, which is great because oh, I love coffee. The replicator is now indicating that there is no coffee available. Well, my day would start over because I'm irritable now. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and go through our answers for this round. Starting off with the top. Ross, you want to take this one? Sure. Your first plot, James. Dudes at a ski resort travel back to a fateful night when they were younger and were really into a bear. That would be a hot cub time machine. <laughs> that is correct. Question number two. The mob sends a man's future self back to the past to take a dump. I had a tough time getting this one out, but it is Pooper. It is Pooper. You had a tough time getting that one out. Oh, James. Oh, James. Boy. Why? Number three. At the age of 21, Tim discovers he can change what happens and has happened in his own life by adding some fruit to his beer. That would be about lime. Correct. Knocking it out of the park. Question number four. A mutant team tries to avoid the destruction of both mutant kind and humankind by sending some potato chips through time. That would be X-Men colon Lays of Future Past. That is correct. Well done. Number five. A world-class playboy and part-time secret agent from the 1960s is scared of everything. That would be Austin Cowers, colon, International Man of Mystery. Five for five thus far. Rocking it out. Question number six. A time-traveling DeLorean sends a 17-year-old surgeon through time to close up his surgery. That would be Back to the Suture 3. I mean, I guess I he's not wrong. Back to the Sutures would work, right? Uh, any of the Back to the Sutures. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So well done. Thank you. Uh, it is it is back to the suture. Number seven, a man who blacks out during significant life events, reads his journal and assumes a pretentious accent as he does so. That would be, of course, the mime traveler's wife. <laughs> no, unfor unfortunately, that would be a pretentious accent uh, to just be miming out of your journal. The correct answer there was the butterfly affect. Hmm. I, I can see. I, I've heard it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> Question number eight. Two San Dimas High seniors have a bogus time when they take a medicine that forces worms out of their digestive tracts. Is it Bill and Ted's bolus journey? 
<laughs> oh my god i love it no the the answer that the ai generated was bill and ted's expellent adventure mm, but it, it's the, giving you 25 points for bill and ted's bullish journey that's, oh my god mm. amazing number nine in a future world devastated by disease a convict is sent back in time to gather information about the man-made virus that wiped out a dozen white people probably a Probably an esoteric spelling, but I think the AI was going for 12 honkies. That is correct. That is, yep, that is right. And it is maybe a, a questionable spelling. Old English, but, maybe. Yeah, the old English spelling of honkies. Yeah, yeah. well, when Chaucer used it, that's, <laughs> the that's how he spelled it. <laughs> <laughs> Question number 10. A soldier fighting aliens gets to relive the same day over and over again. The day restarting every time he gets nervous, tense, or irritable. The problem here is the exact problem that everyone had is because I can only think of the slogan because they put it more prominently on the poster. And I, wasn't the slogan the original title? Didn't they like the original title, title was All You Need Is Kill, which oh. is not a great title. Wah, bah, nah, nah. Yeah. But well, the slogan is the better title. The, right, exactly. Far and away. Right. All right. Uh, well, the, the answer, of course, uh, also kind of going back in terms of vocabulary is live, fi, repeat. You know what? The AI is giving you 25 points for that. The answer that the AI had generated was edgy of tomorrow. <laughs> if it had starred the edge, that would have made sense. <laughs> if that movie had starred the edge, I'm... I would have thoroughly <laughs> bought it on Blu-ray. It would have been I'd amazing. gotten the, like the director's cut. You too. Yeah, me too. Uh, all I want is a movie starring the Edge and Slash fighting each other mm. with swords, of course. Guitar Hero. Yes, the gu Guitar Hero, the movie. There we go. <laughs> After that round, James, the AI is showing that you have one thousand seven hundred and seventy-five points. That is a pretty fine total as we move into the final round for today. This is a top ten round. In this round, we've got one question. It has ten correct answers. You'll get one hundred points for each one that you get correct, but you'll only get ten guesses at the question. So we're just going to go ahead and ask and, and fire away when you're ready. And here it is. According to the CIA World Factbook, which 10 countries have the highest public debt, which is defined as the total of all borrowing of a government minus repayments denominated in a country's home currency? Will you tell me like that I got oh, it? Yeah, okay. we'll tell you as you go. So you're starting cool. with 1775 and you've got... Uh, 10 guesses. Okay. America. The United States is number one. So you yeah. are at 1875. Russia. Russia is not on the list. Australia. Australia is also not on the list. Oh, Greece. Unfortunately, Greece is not on that list. They have a, a high debt, but I think they're just too small a country to show gotcha, up. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Or maybe too small an economy. Maybe that's mm. how you have to think. Of. I don't know. Brazil. Brazil is on the list at number nice. eight. Well done. Nice. By my count, that's five guesses down. So we've got five more to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Pakistan? Pakistan is not on the list. I was going to say Connecticut, but they paid back all their decks. So um, <laughs> mm, let's say how about I'm trying to think of the leaders of these countries and look at them and see if they look like they owe money, which is maybe not the <laughs> best. <laughs> that's 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 quite an approach. Let's try North Korea. North Korea is not on the list. But, yo, that dude looks like he owes somebody a few bucks, right? Right. right. Like, I think I loaned him <laughs> 10 bucks at one point, like when we were in middle school together and he's like, no, nah, man, I am good for it. I'm going to go buy some pogs. And it's like, all right, cool, man. I'll loan you 10 bucks to get some pogs. 10 bucks. We get a lot of pogs, right? Yeah. Um, all right, let's see. Let's try. Let's try Nigeria. Nigeria is not on the list. All right, let's try. James is currently overthinking this problem. Yes, I guess. I don't think it's them, but I think China. 
China is the number three country on this list. I feel like everyone owes them money, which is wild. Okay, so then, all right, what about India? Amazingly, India is not on the list. Here are the top 10. You got number one, which is the United States. Number two is Japan. Number three is China. Number four is Germany. Number five, Italy. Number six is France. Number seven, the United Kingdom. Number eight, Brazil. Number nine is Spain. And number 10 is Canada. Because all I'm saying is, look at Justin Trudeau. That dude owes you 250. Yeah, I could I could see that, but I could also see it like have you seen like the rugged Justin Trudeau pictures? Like it looks like he might work it off in like fence building or whatever. Yes. He will um, mend your fence, he will paint your fence. Yeah. He also probably broke your fence. Yeah. Listen, it, mistakes were made. That's how he paid his debts to the state of Connecticut. Mending fences. I had in in my mind Japan, Germany, France, UK, and Canada all uh, passed through and were fine. I clearly should not lend money to countries, so I think <laughs> <laughs> "looks good to me" is my slogan for lending money to countries. Well, at the so. end of the day, you have earned two thousand and seventy-five points. You have broken the threshold nice. to get us into another sector of space. So, James. Thank heavens that we encountered you, because I feel confident that if Daniel had just asked me these same questions, I would have gotten maybe about 250 points. I think that's probably correct. Uh, and same had it been the other way around. <laughs> so uh, this was was quite a fortuitous encounter. As always, all of our questions were provided by AI Supercomputer. So if you think it made a mistake, please shoot us an email at TriviaEscapePod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at TriviaEscapePod. And you know, you don't have to be correcting our behavior. You could just let us know what's happening on Earth, which we are nowhere near. I'm sure James probably has some loved ones that he'd love to check in on. Or maybe he'd like to, you know, know the status of that sandwich. Does the other men do DoorDash? I just want to, you know. Does DoorDash do this sector of space, right? Like, who can say? If you've got a great idea for a round or a piece of trivia that you're dying to share, we'd love to hear from you. So email us again one more time, triviaescapepod at gmail.com. Well, this has been so great. James, again, thank you so much. Yeah. Why don't you you tell anyone who's picking up our signal a little bit more about uh, you? Sure. I'd just like to say thank you for uh, giving me some time to sort of, you know, acclimate to, I guess, my new life as a space traveler. I don't know. I would say that this was as good as a pastrami sandwich from Zitherman's. But so anyways, uh, what was going on back at Earth was that on May 21st, 22nd and 23rd of 2021, we had begun preliminary planning for uh, a podcast uh, showcase on those days. I assume that planning has gone forward and that uh, it'll be three days full of streaming on the twitch.tv slash the scavengers network and also snipsshowcase.com. It's part of uh, the network that a lot of my podcasts are on, the scavengers network, uh, but it also have some podcasts that aren't on the network, such as Finish It and Concept. Concept. And it should be a very good time. I won't get to see it for, if my calculations are correct, uh, 25 years. But uh, eventually I will enjoy it as well. So if you are back on Earth, please enjoy it for me. I'm impressed that you started planning this two years before the event. Like planning, you know how like you're sitting around and you're like, we should do this. And then you don't talk about it for 18 months. That's the kind of planning that like that like we kind of get into, you know, but at the same time you had the URL before you left earth. <laughs> Listen, if you have a good idea, you get the URL. So like <laughs> you got, you got to grab that up. Yep. Speaking of good ideas, uh, Daniel, what have you got going on? Well, you know, I've, I'm doing a, a whole lot of podcasts as well. I've got a, a podcast called concept concept. And uh, we're about to be releasing our second season, which is all about the original Monster Mash album. And that that's a wild ride, let me tell you. So I would say just keep an eye out for uh, for that wherever you can, you know, wherever you can find it. And the two of y'all do Frankenstein's jukebox together. Come on. How can we find it? How can we hear it? Well, you can follow us on Twitter at Frank's Jukebox. 
which was available, which is cool. It's amazing. That's actually probably the best place. You yeah, can subscribe to it. It's subscribable. You, Spotify you can has it. Find it anywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, etc. Anywhere where fine podcasts are sold. Yes. So you can uh, find us there and, and listen to us goof around about music and make some songs, some of which are good and some of which are not. Oh, but that's I okay. guess theoretically that might happen at some point. Ross, how about how about you? What do you have going on? I am going to be hosting live trivia again starting June 1st. That'll be at Linda's Bar and Grill on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill. Come check it out. We got prizes and it's people. We can do that again. Good times. I think that's about it. We should. Um... And the reason that Daniel's saying that, James, is that our oxygen meter is only calibrated for two of us to be on the pod. Mm. A third pair of lungs, you know, is yeah. threatening to suffocate us all. I so train myself to, to take in more oxygen than the average human just as a experiment. Listen, if I was flying around in a coffin for two years, I would probably do the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's a it's a thing. It's a hobby. So we're we're gonna get James back through the airlock and into his pod. And there he goes. Wow. Oh, wow. I, you know, they say in space, no one can hear you scream. But as he we, undocked, I, I heard swear that too. I heard him screaming. Oh, that, I mean, that raises some troubling questions. <laughs> that is, that's going to haunt me while I'm in my stasis bed. Agreed. Well, I think it's probably time to get back in those stasis beds. I'm starting to get a mite bit sleepy. Yeah, me too. So we'll see you next time on Trivia Escape Pod. Bye-bye.